Another year has gone by and with it, a plethora of new movies. I have to say that this year wasn't a complete dumpster fire of a selection. I'm looking at you 2011. How did you screw up Green Lantern or Cowboys and Aliens? What was Jack and Jill anyway? No, 2021 was indeed the year of the movie comeback. After a year of canceled movies, people returned to the theaters. We had some huge wins like Spider-Man No Way Home and Free Guy and some huge losses like Reminiscence and Eternals. But today I'm going to go through some of my opinions about the movies of this year. I may be a giant cat with undetermined supernatural powers, but I still get out to see movies. Sometimes I watch them from the inside too. Even though I have those two weirdos reviewing movies on tape, I can't let this year of movies go by without giving my own opinions. Maybe some movies came out before Godzilla vs. Kong, but it was the first real big movie to come out this year. It wasn't the best movie, but who knew it would take Godzilla and King Kong to get people to go back to the movies again? It's like 1950 all over again. This was also the year that Vin Diesel used a rope to swing his car over the ocean to a neighboring island like Tarzan, while his gang went into space to drive over an evil satellite. So there was definitely some weird stuff going on this year. Speaking of weird, malignant, a story about a serial killing parasitic twin, Gabriel was messed up. He looked like a Muppet that someone ran over and was super glued onto a woman's back and then made her his puppet to commit murder. This was a movie that kind of works only because of how strange it is. The aforementioned Spider-Man No Way Home was the biggest hit of the year. Who knew that the secret recipe to making a good Spider-Man movie was to add ingredients from all the other movies and finish the villain's story arcs. Make that a lesson to you all studio executives and writers out there, stop wiping the slate clean when you reboot a franchise. Free Guy ended up being a breakout hit this year, a combination between The Matrix and Carpenters They Live. It's a fun little movie about a nameless video game character who gains sentience. Isn't it amazing how Ryan Reynolds can play Ryan Reynolds in all his movies and still make it seem original? This was also the year of a lot of top tier talent and a lot of medium tier streaming releases. Leonardo DiCaprio was in a Netflix movie and Tom Hanks was in an Apple movie. They both were very just okay. We got Chris Pratt in The Tomorrow War, a movie with so many plot holes that it almost became charming. Saul Goodman became an ass kicker and nobody. There were even long gestating sequels to Saw and Mortal Kombat that were all barely passable. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, Netflix hired Ryan Reynolds to play Ryan Reynolds in Red Notice, but they even took it two steps further in this one. They got Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot to play two dimensional versions of themselves as well. Netflix did have a lot of bizarre movies this year. They decided to do what the Lifetime channel does with melodramas, with simple movies where Jake Gyllenhaal yells at a screen for an hour and a half and others like where Sandra Bullock gets out of prison and goes on a bizarre search for her long lost sister. Other types of movies that Netflix produced for us were of female assassins pissing off their bosses and getting into weird sci-fi fight finales. This was also a year of redemption in movies. Ghostbusters Afterlife turned up the kid action but turned off the bizarre slapstick of Ghostbusters 2016 and did a very passable attempt at a Ghostbusters 3. Yes very passable. 
you get a pass on this one. I expect more from the next one. Speaking of movie redemptions, DC movies got another shot at two of their previous fails. The Suicide Squad, which was a very well put together, not a sequel, but totally a sequel, where Margot Robbie shines as Harley Quinn with a more lovable team of misfits who die. They also resurrected the Snyder Cut of Justice League. The original Justice League was apparently a movie so bad that they fired the director, released it, fired that cut, rehired the old director, and re-released it straight to streaming. It was a little better, but also it was four hours long. Nicolas Cage had some strange movies come out this year too. In Pig, he played a secluded celebrity chef who searched the culinary underworld to find his beloved truffle pig. He projected the death of his wife onto this pig, so nothing could stop him on his quest to find this pig. There was a dishwasher fight club. It was intense. He also was in Prisoners of the Ghost Life, a movie so bad that you can't help take pity on it. Speaking of projecting a person's loss into an animal, there was a movie called Lamp. It was the story of an Icelandic couple raising a child with the body of a human and the head of a lamb. It was the cutest thing until someone thought it was weird and tried to kill it. Or when Papa Man Sheep comes looking for his baby lamb. That didn't go very well. There was also The Green Knight, a medieval movie about the world's worst game a knight ever played with tree demons. The tree demon says, cut me and I'll cut you in the same place in a year. So the knight chops his head off. The demon laughs it off and says, I'll see you in a year. One year and one strange as hell quest later, the knight goes to see the tree demon to get his head cut off. Yeah, that was a movie. There was also a movie about mobsters stealing plans to the catalytic converter. Another where Idris Elba played a badass cowboy and nobody won. Halloween killed. James Bond died. Venom and Tony Soprano got second chances. Both were just okay. But maybe they'll do it better next time. This was also a year of very middling Marvel movies. Can anyone say that Black Widow or Eternals breaks into their top 10 Marvel movie lineup? 15? 20? There are apparently a ton of Marvel movies now, I guess. The best parts of Black Widow were recycled plot points from Robocop and when the movie was making fun of itself. I don't think anyone saw Eternals, which is weird. Maybe it was delayed or something. We also have a soft spot for the movie Black Friday, a story about aliens invading during the biggest shopping day of the year, leaving a ragtag group of toy store employees to fight them. It was fun, but it depressed those two weirdos I have reviewed the movies on a daily basis, both of them having been big box store employees who work dozens of Thanksgivings and Black Fridays. I think they're traumatized. Oh, and there was a movie where Ben Affleck and Adam Driver kept punking Matt Damon until things got real and it resulted in a battle to the death, all taking place in medieval France. That was Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. M. Night Shyamalan made a movie about people getting old at an accelerated rate on a secluded beach. It was called old. There was a twist. It was bad. But our favorite movie this year was Last Night in Soho. A story about a psychic fashion student who develops an obsession with a 60s era lounge singer and relives her tragic life in the present. A movie about how people treat others affects the past and the present. A movie with a compelling story and great performances that elevates director Edgar Wright to a master status. 
Take notes, M. Night. This is how you twist a movie. Did anyone watch Reminiscence? It was probably the worst movie of the year. Very boring and very weird. If you wanna see a movie where Hugh Jackman becomes a dreams detective and fights people in watered down sets, this is your cup of tea. Stay off the baka. Also, The Matrix Resurrections. A story about rehashing The Matrix, literally. It's very meta. But the biggest theme here is the romance between the two main characters that has been evolving for the past three movies. It wasn't that bad. Check it out. It was also a good year for cats in movies too. I'm pretty sure Kate and Kate was a cat. I tell everyone to think the cats are behind it because it's the truth. So it's a new year now, 2022, lots more movies to review. A year of at least three Batman. Word on the street is we may finally see the long in development, Avatar 2. Maybe they'll actually pull 3D glasses out of retirement for that one, but it looks like sequels glore once I think about it. Black Panther, Thor, Jurassic World, and Aquaman will all produce photons that will be captured by our brains once again. Hope to see you all at the movies. I'm Princess Penelope Penny Papalopoulos the giant cat on top of the Hollywood sign, the overlord of Clubhouse Movies Podcast. Good day.